Hello. Sound. There you go. My bad. Let's just start the show over again. I'll bring the dog back. Boom. Uh, oh, here he comes. You want to see the dog again? Starting the show over, Mac. I fucked it up. There was no sound. We got to start the whole thing over. Nah, he's just going to eat the rug. Anyway, that was my dog at this beginning. That was my dog. I unplugged everything because I was gone for the weekend. And I unplugged the mic. And I forgot to plug it back in when I came back. So there was no sound. My bad. I messed it up. But anyway, that was my dog. New pup. Big weekend over here. Got a new puppy. He's eating the rug right now. Took him for a walk in the city. He grew up on a, he was born on an Amish farm. So cars kind of probably blew his mind. Tiny little brain. And then uh, got engaged this weekend. So it was a pretty good weekend. You guys want to see the dog again? Let's, let's do it again. I messed up the whole beginning of the show. Here he is. This is Mac. MacDougal. Say hi. Say hi. Speak into the mic. Do something. Just going to eat it. Dukes. All right. So anyway, yeah, got a dog, got a puppy. Hope everyone had a great weekend. Hope you guys are doing well. In New York City, I think the, the ban is lifted. You can now go to your office and curfew has been lifted. So we're slowly going back to as normal uh, as possible, it seems, which is cool. Anyway, let's get into it. Today, John Boy Media, we got a talk in baseball with Ian Happ from the Cubs. Uh, he was awesome. Best pinch hitter in all of baseball, we found out. Plays a lot of positions. He's played every position besides shortstop and catcher. We asked him, like, are you going to nudge Rossi and be like, yo, put me out there. I want to catch a little. I want to play short. Tune in to find out his answer. I said, yeah. One, for one, yes. For the other, nah. Talking sports came back. John Boy and Jake TV is watching Baggage, fan favorite today. And then watching baseball is... One of the wild card games. I forget. I forget. Anyway. Uh, all right. I got to set up the... Uh, throw All thrown off because I forgot the mic. Thanks for hanging in there with me. But yeah. Puppy and engaged. And uh, we came back last night. So was, this was the first night with the puppy in the city. Uh, just, you know... Me, Katie, and the dog. Because we we got, my parents got another one from the same litter. So, he was with his brother over the weekend. They both got taken to the same house. Not anymore. Now he's a city dog, and his brother is a beach dog. And we'll see how uh, the nurture sets in. All right. The weather today is Eureka, California. It's 46 degrees not a cloud in the sky and sunny in Eureka, California. Someone said I forgot to do the intro. I think I might have done it, but you guys couldn't hear because I was muted. But this is the morning show. It's all of the things I like. Bite-sized information, uh, American geography, baseball player, music. This is Ryan Adams, um, good musician, kind of a dickhead. 
and then uh, a book at the end. A book at the end, because I like reading. Got a lot of reading in. You guys know I've been crushing that Wild Bill book, but, I, but the opposite of crushing because I've been going slow with it. Got a lot of reading in um, over the weekend at the beach. Pretty excited about that. Eureka, California. Fun name. I think I had a girlfriend who whose mom was from Eureka at one point. And here it is. Ready? It's all the way up there next to Oregon, Northern California, on the coast. Boom, boom, boom. Zooming in on Eureka. Bam. There it is. Little bay in between. Little bay. Fort Humboldt State Historic Park right there. You would... uh. You'd be surprised how early Fort Humboldt was built. Like before this was all settled, Fort Humboldt was around. Um, I think like, you know, in like Indian Wars and stuff. I think Custer hung out at Fort Humboldt, maybe. Now there's a Carl's Jr. Taco Bell, Big Five Sporting sporting Goods. Every time I go to a Big Five Sporting Goods to get the, the thirst gum at the counter, quench, you know, there's no quench gum. Well, quench gum is pretty good for 10 seconds and awful. Someone said every single town is on the coast. I don't know if that's true, but it's been a lot of coastal towns lately. Let's see. Here's all the towns. We got Thibodeau, Louisiana, Nanjimoy, Maryland was on the coast. Winona, oh, that was on the Mississippi River. Electric City, that was on the coast. Isle Royale, that was on the coast. Agnes, Oregon was that. Newport was. Kitshummock was. You're right. You're right, producer Luke. He puts in a random state, then he must zoom in for waterways. Uh, Want to see something uh, terrible? Is this uh, the drag strip? Oh, is that for like car racing? I thought it looked like an airport. Humboldt Bay Social Club. Is this for planes or cars? Is this for just a raceway? This big strip on the island here? Samoa, Samoa Drag Strip. I'm going to YouTube it. You think that's just, you go race there? Samoa Drag Strip. Oh. Badass. Get these old ass cars. So you got to drive it to the island. It's just a strip. I thought it was... An airport, but it looks like you just go here and race cars. This car, okay. Missed the whole race. This car, it doesn't make sense. One's like a little hot rod. I don't I don't know anything about cars. But these cars don't seem to match up as two cars that would race each other. But they are. And uh, the more sedan-looking one is winning. I got to tell you, this looks pretty shitty on this video. In the overhead island view, it looks like it could be, like, beautiful. Maybe. Wasn't. Wasn't. Um, what is this island? Want to hear something terrible? See this island? Indian Island? Here's a little U.S. history for you. Uh, Indian Island. There was a Native American tribe that called this home. And then the white people came and settled Eureka. And then they're like, we don't like these Indians. Let's get them out of here. So uh, on a planned attack, 
they knew there was a big harvest coming up. So they knew all the men from this Indian tribe. I forget how to, it's clue it. I'm going to butcher it. They knew the men were out and about, right? So it was just the women, children, and elderly men hanging out on the island. So they planned that, and all the white men came from here, and they went onto the island, and they murdered everyone. Because we got a fucked up history in this country. Uh, so then all the men came back to that. In like 1860, I believe, the uh, Eureka Massacre or Indian Island Massacre, or they call it, they name it after the tribe that it was. It was still around. It's like they own parts of that island. Yeah, you zoom into any part of American history and you're going to find a fucked up story. That's for sure. But this island looks pretty, pretty crappy. What are all these waterways? Ooh, look at this hut. You think this is uh, just a guy who wants to be left alone? Just like, please don't bother me. Got a dock. Nice yard. How big this yard is. Oh, also the biggest zoo or something in Eureka. Biggest zoo in Eureka. There's also like a mansion in Eureka that people like. It's uh, it's like an old Victorian mansion. That was the other thing. I didn't care about it that much, but people, when you Google Eureka, the Carson Mansion. Carson Mansion. They say it's from the Victorian era. It's like the best representation of that or something. Whatever. Eureka is kind of cool. Fun name. Terrible history with the Indians. First ever zoo. We can all agree that the drag spot was kind of a dud. Wasn't as cool as we thought it was going to be. And that is Eureka, California. And that's all I have to say about that. Baseball player of the day is Clyde Millen. It uh, looks like it's pronounced Milan, M-I-L-A-N, but it's pronounced Milan. More white hate propaganda. Can't escape it. I mean, I just zoomed in on a random town, dude, and looked up the history of the town. You quite honestly, can't escape it. It's not like we we said, let's go find, <laughs> let's go find examples. Random ass towns. Clyde Millen, Clark Griffith. Called him Washington's greatest center fielder, claiming that he played the position more shallow than any man in baseball. Clyde broke the stolen base record, so he got the name Deerfoot. Nickname Deerfoot. Uh, Let's go to his baseball reference page. He played with his brother for a little bit, and then his other brother was like a famous actor of the day which I actually find more interesting. So how did that happen? But his nickname was Deerfoot. His brother's name is Horace. Here he is. And then you can see here. I am sitting at the counter and before. Let's see. In 1911, when my great-grandmother was born, Clyde Millen played the most games, 154, full season, had the most played appearances, led the league in at-bats, and that's all. 
And then in 1912, he led the league in stolen bases. And in 1913, he led the league in stolen bases again. He stole 88 bases in 1912, which was a record at the time. Broke the record, got MVP votes from 1911 to 1914. 1914, is that the year the Titanic sank? I think it is. Let's go look at his 1912 game log and see how often he was stealing bases. Because 88 stolen bases. All right. So he jumps out. He doesn't steal a base in game one or game two. Then he goes four in a row. Boom, boom, boom. Four stolen bases. Two days off, stolen base, no stolen base, stolen base. So we got one, two, we got six in April. Not bad. What's his biggest stretch? Oh, this looks like a good one. In this three-game set, he got six stolen bases. Not bad. One, two, three, four. In this five-game set, he had seven stolen bases. All against Cleveland. That catcher must have sucked. Who is the Cleveland catcher in 1912? We're coming for you, dude. You sucked. Well, I guess I should do it this way. because I don't, I don't want to just out a guy if it wasn't him. Cleveland, the Cleveland Naps, named after Nap Lejoy. Lejoy. Uh The catcher was Ted Esterly or Burt Adams. Ted Esterly or Burt Adams. You guys sucked. Ted Esterly. Let's see. Next game for the Cleveland Naps, who was catching. Esterly again. Next game for the Cleveland Naps. Esterly again. So, Ted Esterly. Shots fired, dude. And then John Henry. Now I'm going to go look at Ted Esterly's. Ted Esterly, a name I should know. 12 War. Theodore Harrison Esterly. Let's so let's go see his fielding. Did everyone steal off him? In 1912, he allowed 94 stolen bases. That seems bad. 94 stolen bases. 51 caught stealing. 35%. That's not terrible. 94 stolen bases seems awful. Anyway, so Clyde was running all over the Indians. Let's see if he, when he played the Indians again, if he was like, well, I should just run again. These guys suck. He, when he played the Indians again, holy smokes. When he played the Indians again, he had five stolen bases in one game. Tell me that was old Ted Astrally. Ted, you shitbag. Uh, Chick Gandle was on this team. All right, who was the catcher for them? No, it was Steve O'Neill. How do you steal five bases in one game? Damn it, this game sold. They don't have the play-by-play. But Steve O'Neill was the catcher for Cleveland. And then Ted Esterly pinch hit, and then Burt Adams came in. How many catchers did Cleveland have? They're just running through them? So, so tell me Steve O'Neill. He was a catcher. Okay. Fielding game log. This is uh, a rabbit hole that we've found. I mean, he had a 
this dude allowed 87 stolen bases, but he threw out 77 runners. He had a 47 caught stealing percentage. That's really good. But fucking our dude Clyde here got him for five backs in one game. That's nuts. How that's gotta be the most, right? I think this dude ever stole more than five bags in one game. Let me fix that for you. That's the most that season. Five. He had four games where he stole three bases. Look at this. The top stolen bases all came against Cleveland. Can you guys see that? Cleveland? We buried the lead. It's not that Clyde Millen was good at stolen bases. It was that Cleveland just sucked at holding runners. Shots fired at the 19-12 Cleveland batteries. That's god-awful. People don't talk about that nearly enough. The next year, let's see if he just tore up Cleveland again. The next year, he also had 75. And against Cleveland, where are we? I totally lost my spot. Against Cleveland, he had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 of his 75 came against Cleveland the next year. But never had five in one game. What's the most steals in one game? Most stolen bases in one game. Five. How about that? Five stolen bases, one game. In the modern era, Eddie Collins stole six games in a game on two occasions. September 12th. Wait, why why is it saying five when we have more people that have done it? This don't make no sense. It says in 1991, Otis Nixon stole six bases in a game. And in 1996, Eric Young stole six. And in 2009, Carl Crawford stole six. So why the hell did Google just say five stolen bases? Whatever. Whatever. Pissing me off, Google. Just a straight liar. Young steals six bases in one night. Okay, let's watch it. Sounds fun. This is Eric Young in 1996. Who are they playing? The Dodgers. Piazza behind the dish? Steals second, steals third, and the same at bat it looks like. Looks like a young Piazza behind the dish with, with a mullet maybe. Oh, no, they picked him off. He's going to get out of this because the pitcher, what the hell? <sighs> Bad baseball. The first and third play, they went to pick off the first bit, the guy in first. He gets into a little bit of a rundown. Instead of tagging him out when they got him dead to rights, the pitcher decides to go home to get the out at home, which they had no shot of getting. So is that three stolen bases in one time? on the base paths. Then he just stole his fourth. Did he do a delayed steal here? No. Okay. No idea why they showed that highlight in the highlight of stolen bases. 
Oh, it looked like he jammed his foot on that one. Joe West in the highlight. How about that? That fucker finds himself everywhere. Number 22, Joe West wears. So I think that was his fifth stolen base right there in this game. But now he's on second base. You have to steal third. You just have to. What's going on? They're showing a replay. Varric Young. Yeah. Like jammed his ankle a little bit there. Maybe that's, that's not Piazza. Who is that? People going to be mad at me that I don't know who that is? I thought it looked like a Piazza mullet from the side. Okay, now they're excited. That was the last one. Eric Young, six stolen bases. Who was... Who was, this is bad, bad, this is bad uh, podcasting or whatever the hell I'm doing. This is a bad live show, but I really, uh, it was on July 30th, 1996. I want to find out game log, 1990, fuck you, baseball reference, 1996, stolen bases, six and run game versus the Dodgers, who was the catcher. Piazza, I was right, doubted myself, got in my own head about it. Turns out I was right all along. That sucks for Piazza. So anyway, I don't know where this started. Oh, it started on uh, Clyde Millen and his brother. His brother played like not a lot. That's the other rabbit hole I was going to go down, but I found myself in this rabbit hole. Anyway, Clyde went on to manage in 1922. Looks like that wasn't good. His brother was Horace Millen. And, dude, the picture they have for Horace always cracks me up when Baseball Reference has these pictures. Look at the picture that they have for Horace. It looks like a charcoal sketch. Like, come on. Come on. His brother got a whole damn write-up. This dude, this looks like they had a picture of him and it went through the washing machine like 20 times, then like fell out of his pocket and went down the river. They picked it up, they dried it out, and then put it in a closet unprotected for 100 years. Just doing him dirty with that picture. Let him be, you know? But Horace, his brother, only played... It was 5-9, and he only played in two seasons. He only got 42 games, only six stolen bases. You think all of his stolen bases came against Cleveland? That'd be funny. I'd go like, I'd be like, ha-ha, that's funny. I think. We'll see. Two stolen bases, Detroit. And then the next season, oh, oh, wow. He did, Jesus Christ, baseball reference. The ads are ridiculous. They didn't used to be like this. One stolen base versus Cleveland. Oh, two. So two of his six came versus Cleveland. St. Louis Browns, New York Yankees. Looks like he played in a lot of doubleheaders. He was like a September doubleheader guy. Not like his brother, Clyde was nicknamed Deerfoot. I think, I'm, I think we're done with Clyde. I think we're done with Clyde, and we'll play the Forrest Gump. 
And that's all I have to say about that. And we'll move on to the book portion of the day. I haven't taken a sip of my coffee. Feel like a fool. The whole thing is I do this while I drink my coffee and I'm starting my day and I just go through a little Google rabbit holes that I would usually do. I didn't take a sip. I had the dog in my lap, then the mic wasn't working, so a lot was going on. So I'm going to take some sips of my coffee now and you guys can just listen. For people that are just listening on the podcast app and don't watch it live or on YouTube or Facebook or Periscope, here's the sound of me drinking my coffee. That's pretty gross. The Stone Hotel. I did some Reagan Reagan Butcher stuff uh, way earlier in uh, morning's history. Maybe when it wasn't even on YouTube. It was just a Periscope thing. Uh, quick poetry by Reagan Butcher. Little short stories. What's interesting about this is he wrote this while he was in jail. That's why it's called The Stone Hotel. Because... That's a fun way to talk about jail. And I don't know what he was in jail for, but Reagan Butcher was born in Seattle in 1969, but moved to Royal Snohomish when he was very young. In 1996, he was convicted of first-degree armed robbery and sentenced to eight years in prison. So he wrote this while he was in jail. Like, this came out while he was still in jail. So, armed robbery, that sucks. Here's a here's him talking about his homes. All of my childhood homes have been sold to strangers. I can say the same thing about me. I can say the same thing about me. I have how many childhood homes do I have? New Jersey, Hazlitt, New Jersey, Linfield, Australia, um, Lake Zurich, Illinois. So, stranger, 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 sold to strangers. Uh, Lake Zurich, Illinois, then Southbury, Connecticut, sold that. I didn't sell, my parents did. Um, Livermore, California, sold that. Then we moved to Newtown, but I was 19 at that time, so I don't know if it's a childhood home, but we also sold that. So I can say the same thing as Reagan there. All my childhood homes have been sold to strangers. Do they sell, do a lot of people sell houses to not strangers? I guess if you just pass it down the generations, but anyway. All of my childhood homes have been sold to strangers. I'm rootless, cut off from my past. Maybe I flagged this because I was like, hey, even though this dude's in jail and I'm a pussy who never breaks the law, I can uh, relate to him. My baby picture's lost and moldering in a distant garage. That's not true. All my baby pictures are saved nicely. Left behind by an absent-minded mother. Can't relate. My mom's awesome. When people ask me where I am from, I don't know how to answer. Very much can relate to that. That's what me and my siblings talk about all the time. It's like the hardest question. Hey, where are you from? Fuck, strap in. Born in Seattle, raised in Everett and Snohomish, bounced between all three my whole life. Nowhere is my home. I can see why I flag that. I can see why I flag that. Because that's exactly the story of my childhood. Like when you go to your first class in college or you're, and they're like, everyone say where you're from. It's like, okay, hold up. Where am I from? Very hard. I still don't have an answer to that. I just say like New Jersey, Connecticut. I lived in California for a little too. Illinois too. I just name everywhere. It's hard. No idea where I'm from. East Coast easily. 
By the time, this is uh, another little story in this book. By the time I was 32, I had a head full of gray hair. Oh shit, so I probably flagged this one too because also very relatable for me. Looks like I got a damn yarmulke on my head because I got um, male pattern graying on the sides of my head. Uh, so by the time I had I was 32, I had a full gray, full, I had a head full of gray hair that was also noticeably thinning. Uh, mine's not, mine's still pretty thick. And my back ached all the time, as did my neck and my hips. My back aches, but not my neck and my hips. This is how you, this is not how you read poems, guys. You don't just compare every single line to your life. But here we are, which gave off loud firecracker pops whenever I moved. 15 years of drinking and taking pills had given me the old liver of a 70-year-old, according to the prison doctor. But at least I didn't have AIDS or hepatitis from my days of shooting drugs. Everyone shows some wear and tear eventually. The only people who are feeling any pain are the only people who are past feeling any pain are pushing up the daisies. So the dead. I love when old men have sayings about, about um, like, like they have a, a go-to catchphrase when you, I've talked about this with Jake a lot. When you ask them, how you doing? Like there was this guy that hung around the baseball field that my brother played for. And Every time you would ask him, like, how you doing? You go, I'm on the right side of the grass. <laughs> it's like, low bar, dude. But also, I love when people just have uh, sayings like that. You just ask them, how you doing? And they just got one ready in the chamber, locked and loaded at all times. That's just how they talk. Anyway, that's the book. And that's all I have to say about that. Eureka, California. Clyde Millen. Stone Hotel by Reagan Butcher. What's everyone doing? I'll check with the chat a little bit. We kind of have a light day, kind of. I also didn't like do the chat stuff at the beginning because everything was messed up at the beginning. And producer Luke is driving his girlfriend back to Ohio. So I got to edit this too, but let's see. I'll check the chat. I'll check the chat. I'll check the chat. Uh, Ironically, his very last game was against Cleveland. Clyde Millen stole 27 against the Naps in 1912. Really? 27. I missed that. That's crazy. Um, My hair looks kind of nuts since I showed you my grays. What's up, John Boy? Good morning, says Zombie Trooper. Good morning. Where's the dog? Somewhere with Katie right now. She was playing with him. Have you been following mock drafts for what sport? Do they do mock drafts for baseball? I can't. Do people enter the mock draft world for baseball? I couldn't think of anything I'd not want to look at less in the baseball world. Man. Besides when it was Harper, that was the only cool one, but you knew it was going to go first. How do you choose which books to buy and read? Just stuff that sticks out to you? Uh, well, I mean, back then, I would, like, um, right now I'm, like, on a history kick, and I read a lot of nonfiction, so it's kind of just go to the bookstore, find some, find authors I like or topics I like, like, you know, doing a lot of uh, Wild West. Back in the day, I'd always just search, like, authors like or go read forums online, like, hey, if you like Bukowski, you're probably going to like Reagan Butcher, 
Or if you like Fonte, you're probably going to like this guy. Or if you like Steinbeck, you're going to like this. But uh, I'm not really into, like, the depraved, angry writing anymore. I still respect it, and I was very into it in my 20s, you know, Bukowski and Fonte and guys like Tony Tony O'Neill and and Reagan Butcher. They're very, like, you know, harsh realities of a hard life. But now I kind of more into, like, wholesome shit as I get older and more boring and bland and kind of understands that that's my life. Like um, Ted Kuzer. I like more poem, poetry like him uh, and all that. I'm not dead yet is what the old guy at work says. Yeah, I love when old guys have uh, have have stuff like that. Do you follow any Australian music? Such a good scene there. The middle kids, Skaggs. No, I'll check it out. There was an Australian band called the Whiskey Go-Go's, and I listened to their album nonstop, and it wasn't on YouTube, and I wanted to share it with my friends when I moved away from California because they didn't have it anymore. So I put it on my YouTube channel, this YouTube channel that we're talking on, back when it was just literally nothing. It was just for sharing videos with friends, not not trying to get the public to watch it. And uh, the lead singer of the band, Matt Hutchinson, put a strike on all of it, and and uh, then I couldn't post shit on YouTube for like a year or something like that. It was crazy. But that was an Australian band, Whiskey Go-Go's. I love their stuff. Can't even get their CD anymore, and I lost all my copies of it. So it's kind of weird. It's all just in my brain now. They're on YouTube, not anywhere. Uh... Do you sleep? Yeah, last night I slept from midnight till five, and then I took the dog out, and then me and the dog played until six, and then I slept from six to seven, and then I did this. Another sip? Okay. Okay. Good call. Another sip. Bam. Got it. Chaos by Benjamin. Okay. I'll look into Australian, the Australian scene. Why did you move around so much? Just my dad's job. Nothing, nothing that exciting. Just my dad's job. My dad's job took us to Australia. Then it took us to Illinois. And then my mom wanted to go back to the East Coast. She didn't want to set up permanent roots in Illinois because all our relatives were back East. And my little brother was four or five, three or four. So we went back to Connecticut and then, and then my dad got another promotion. So, and we only lasted back in the East Coast for two years and went back to California. And then that company joined and went back to Connecticut. So it was crazy. Um, your breakdowns are the best. Thanks, Daddy Balls. Appreciate that. I think I'm going to try and make some today. We're going to try and go to the office tomorrow. Uh, or no, we're going to try and go to the office tonight and bring a bunch of equipment and so we can set up and, and record live from there. Are you wearing pants? Absolutely not. I'm wearing shorts. I haven't worn pants. One, I have like a pretty hard deadline where, okay, it's not going to be below 55 anymore. All the pants just go away. Too hot. Have you guys updated the logo placement on your mugs? I believe so, Abe. I believe so. Let me, I can check it out. I can... We have, says Caitlin. Um, 
because I'm going to bring all these that have the bad placement to the office, all products, search. I think we have, and I think we've updated the mugs. I'm going to bring all these to the office, and then I'm going to order new ones for myself for here because I think I'm going to keep doing the morning show from here, not the office. Let's take a look together. Let's all take a look at the mugs. This will be the mug section of the show, which I think everyone is just aching for. Here we go. Here's our store. And there's some mugs. We got a lot of mugs now, huh? We got Talking Baseball, John Boy, Talking Folk, Talking Baseball. Two different ones. Talking Knicks. Baseball is fun. Yeah, we updated this. And... And I'm excited. There was um, a YouTuber. I'd shout him out, but I don't want to get it wrong. Who uh, did a video with our mug on his desk, acoustic something. So I'm gonna. I bought his mug, and that was really cool of him. Um, and I like acoustic music and music, so I'm gonna tune into his show. But like when he had the mug on the desk, you couldn't really read it because it was too big. So I was like, yeah, we need to fix the mug game here, guys. To fix up the mugs. Big Chillin' though says, what's the news on having baseball on TV again? Is it coming back any sign soon? Don't know, man. Don't know. Whiskey. AU Go-Go? Is that the band? Looks like they're on Spotify and Bandcamp. Well, now we're going to check before I leave and start making breakdowns because whiskey, go, go band camp. I haven't heard this music in like 10 years. Whiskey AU would be Australia, right? No, none of these are the songs. No, not that one. Not that one. It was like Kings of Leon. It was like Kings of Leon twangy ass Blues. That's what Whiskey Gogo was. Matt Hutchinson was his was his name. And uh Yeah. What is your favorite sport other than baseball? To play or to watch? The website is shop.johnboymedia.com. If you wanna buy something, you can. You guys gonna do an Insta account for Mac? Eh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do a dog account. Follow me on, on Instagram if you want some. I've just been posting on my story. Uh, if a dog account happens, it's not my doing. But maybe. Probably been asked this a lot, but who's your favorite baseball player ever? Uh, you're not getting, No one likes the answer because it's Derek Jeter. Because I was a kid who grew up a Yankees fan in the 90s, and Jeter was like the prime example of how to do things the right way and win. So so that's the answer there. All right, I think I'm out. Have you ordered Yankee dog clothes yet? I don't think I'm going to do dog clothes either. Stick to you, but better. You, but different. That's a great Twitter account that I run. I haven't done that in a while. I got to do that. All right. What was the song? It was Ryan Adams' song. I'm out. I'll see you guys tomorrow. 
Sorry about the technical difficulties at the start of the show. Apologize for that. But you got to meet MacDougal, Dugs, and uh, got to see my gray hair, and you got to learn about Clyde Millen and watch Eric Young uh, fuck over Piazza and poems from prison. It's an eventful day, and I forgot to drink my coffee. So that's a recap of everything that happened that just tuned in. All right. I'll see you guys tomorrow or later on another episode of something. Go check out Talking Baseball, Talking Sports today. Talking Baseball is cool. It's Ian Happ, Cubs, fun, fun stuff. Best pinch hitter in all of baseball. Unofficially, we didn't actually do uh, anything to figure that out. RGB transition, boom. Charge me with the rescue blue